Hey, I'm Emily. And I'm Emily. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Coming Up Roses. Hey, guys. Hey there. Welcome back to Coming Up Roses. We hope you're having a good day. Morning, noon, or night. Hope it's, hope it's good for you. We're actually um, recording this on Emily's birthday. Yes, we are. My 22nd birthday, crazy enough. I can't wait to do. I know. 22 feels a lot older than 21 because 21 is like, oh, you know, a big milestone and 22 is just old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. My... Uh, but- Last night, uh, Stephen was like, by tomorrow, I'll be dating an older woman. And I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> so that's uh, where I'm at in life. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of friends who have birthdays this month. This is kind of the birthday month for me. Not because my birthday is in September, because it's not, but because... You have a birthday, my roommate, Courtney's birthday is this month. I have a couple of dance friends with a birthday this month. My mom's birthday is this month. So I always like September. Yeah. I like it's, other- it's a good month, I think, personally. <laughs> I like other people's birthdays. I don't love my own. So we did talk about that the other day. See, I love my own birthday. So by extension, I feel like I need to love everybody else's birthday and like really hype them up. So that I get to have like a hype birthday. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I think I always like build up in my head what I think my birthday is going to be like. And then when it isn't that, I always like blame it on myself or just like feel, un- I don't know. I feel like birthdays can be overblown in like social media and yeah, you know what TV show doesn't have some amazing surprise birthday party. So I like other people's yeah. birthdays. I like making other people feel special. But my birthday last year was really, really great. But I had and I had like a like a birthday celebration of sorts in December as well with like my sorority. Um, we did this like day long thing. It's kind of like a tradition, and those were like my birthday, and that was really fun. But I had to do a lot of the heavy lifting for that. It wasn't other people. Oh planning something for me Courtney planned a pretty big portion of it but it was mostly me making plans and then like hoping that people executed them so anyways totally off topic but it is birthday this year for me is just a lot of like family dinners which is fine I'm totally totally down for that honestly because I, you know, I love my family and I love spending time with my family and we spend a lot of time with Steven's family too. And I love that. So we're doing a Steven's family birthday for me and we're doing a, my family birthday for me. So it'll Very be, fun. Fun. yeah. Cause his niece's birthday is also in September, just a few days after mine. So we're doing a little birthday dinner on his side. So I thought it was super sweet that they like incorporated me in that. So yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. So yeah, well, <clears throat> today, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit. It's been on my heart um, this week about your calling and how you're not going to miss your calling. I feel like right now, um, 
especially in like the season that we're in, that there's a lot of stillness happening um, and a lot of, you know, not necessarily forward movement in a lot of things in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, that's okay. And it's something that I'm having to come to terms with, honestly. Um, and I like to be able to like get on here and talk about topics that are really relevant to my life at the moment. Um, and this is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, I've, I've struggled in the, pa- in the past few months, just of feeling like I needed to be somewhere different or be doing somewhere different or be having plans in motion for something different because I've been afraid that I'm going to miss my calling. I'm getting ready to graduate. You know, that's the time that you like find your job that you're going to do for a few years to really get yourself in the, in the industry and all that stuff, you know? And so that has led me to believe that I needed to be somewhere and be doing something that isn't necessarily true. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Um, And there was a message on Sunday. Um, I'm, I've been listening to an online church down from where I'm from originally. Um, and the message was where there's a will, there's an anointing. And he was just talking a lot about um, our God-given calling and how God has given us that calling and he's placed that in our lives. And we're not going to miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, is perfect. And we're not going to miss the calling. We're not going to we're not going to miss the chance to do what we love and what we've been called to do because God's timing is perfect and he knows when to place you where in order to get you there. Mm-hmm. So that is what really has been on my heart this week. And I just wanted to kind of share and, and talk a little bit about that this week. So, yeah, I think that's really good. I think something, you- oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, have you struggled in this season at all with like learning to be still and and that sort of thing? To be honest, I really haven't Um, because somebody during my sophomore year um, in like a small group said, your calling is not your career. Mm. And that absolutely like changed how I thought about that because I feel like for so many people, they're like, well, I felt called to be in the healthcare field. I felt called to work with kids and that and the point of that of her saying that it was like the small group leader wasn't to be like oh you know your calling has to be separate from your work because it doesn't but I always struggled to be like am I really being called to be a professional dancer like how can I that doesn't really feel like it's moving humanity along I'm just like doing what I love because I care enough about it that I want to do it professionally but her point was basically like, you're not called to work and just make money and retire and live that way. Like your calling could be something completely separate from your career. She mm-hmm. was saying how like she's going to pharmacy school and she calling is not to be a pharmacist. Yeah. And calling is to work with you guys, like college students and people like that and bring you closer to Christ. And like, I can glorify God through my job, but I don't have to, like, I don't feel called. Like my calling, my overall calling is not to be a pharmacist. And I think that really just changed my perspective a lot because 
I do feel like I'm able to glorify God through my dancing, but I, I don't feel like that's my, like the mark on my life is like being a dancer. And I do have a lot of areas in my life that are important to me outside of dance. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what if I'm like taking away focus from something that I should be putting all my focus on, but it's like, no. So that has really changed the game for me. So when I couldn't dance and I couldn't work on my future career and I really had to just kind of like, you know, stretch in my bedroom at home and yeah, <laughs> a step back, I, I didn't feel so like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. What if I miss something? Like, what if I'm missing an opportunity? Because I was like, this isn't the end all be all for me. I think mm-hmm. that helps too with post-grad anxiety because in a similar vein, the same person also told me like, you're only 22 when you graduate. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've been like trying to plan my life down to the minute for Mm -hmm. so long I'm only gonna be 22 when I graduate what like 22 is so young when you look at (laughs) like your parents and your grandparents and so just like not placing so much emphasis on figuring out my career right now and having it be this like huge god dream necessarily because I if I'm being perfectly honest again I really don't know what my calling is exactly I kind of have like mm-hmm. some ideas of like what I and I think that's okay again like like you like you said you're only 22 like maybe maybe you don't find your calling out till you're 35 you know right like I don't think it's a end-all be-all this is the age that you find out your calling and this is the age that you do this and you know Absolutely. And I think but I think, I think we're kind of like TV, movies, media kind of portrays it like it is. Absolutely. And so well, then we get that in our heads. And I think, too, something I've just really noticed in this season, you know, I have more time to something I've been getting into the habit of is just like looking at context and history and really trying to like discern truth and mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of the amazing people in the Bible were not 20 year olds, you know, like (laughs) they were not called until they were much older and more mature. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. this is getting like uh, out here in cyberspace, I guess. But so many like young adult ministry and stuff places so much emphasis on like you should feel called to do this and that's your career and blah, 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 blah. And, you know. Mm-hmm. everyone gets to get married and like no nowhere is it promised that you get to have a husband so it's just like yeah. that's something that I've been grateful to have that knowledge and that maturity during like a time like this because it's helped me approach the frustrations of online school and online work a lot better because I'm like this is not my end-all be-all like, I'm not missing it. Like, the whole world is missing out. Well, especially for dancers. I remember a lot of my dance friends were freaking out. They're like, no company is going to hire me when I haven't done point work in two months. I said, no one has. Like, maybe in other countries, but nowhere around here has anyone been doing partnering. You know, like, we're all missing the same stuff, sister. So, yeah, that that perspective has been very helpful during this and I think just reminding yourself that your calling doesn't have to be that you know you want to help people so you're going to be a nurse you know 
it's unique to everyone. And when it gets labeled like that, I think people have a harder time discerning what they really feel called to do. But that's just kind of my opinion. And I think it can be a career too. Courtney and how like she feels really called in her career, but not directly like what she does. So Mm -hmm. she wants to work in the makeup industry and the cosmetics industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But she wants to take that and use it. She feels like she's good at that. She's good at marketing. She enjoys it. But she Mm -hmm. wants to use that to start like a young women's or girls ministry as well. So it's just like, there's just so many different things that a calling can be. It doesn't have to be so like nice and neat and organized to where it's like I want to help people I want to be a teacher you know yeah yeah yeah. which is where I've struggled in the past but I've really come to yeah Yeah. I I, I do think that takes some maturity to realize that um especially when the narrative is not not where it should be in terms of you know, understanding it takes maturity to get to that point, but. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think, think um, it's a, you know, I think we can tend to forget that things aren't a straight stretch. Things are messy and things are complicated and that's okay. That doesn't mean that you, again, that doesn't mean that you have strayed from your calling and your purpose and and what you want out of life, you know? Yeah. To be, and I'll tell kind of a little just personal note here, to be completely honest, I've been struggling lately with whether, um, like, if I need to, should stay here, should I look for jobs in other places? Um, That's one of the things that I've been kind of struggling with. Um, Mm -hmm. My whole life is here. My family's here. You know, my boyfriend is here. Like, everything is here for me. And I'm not, and I don't think I want to to move. But there's that part of me that is like, well, you know, everybody your age, like, moves away and, like, does their own thing. And then they can come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just coming to coming to terms with the fact that like I don't have to be like everybody else maybe my calling is here maybe this is where I need to be I just don't feel a pull to be anywhere but here right now and I think that's okay you know and I need to be okay with that because Mm -hmm. I've gotten it written in my in my head for some reason that I I have to have this big grand life and I can have a big grand life here you know so it's just that's one of the things I personally have been kind of dealing with and and struggling with because I feel like a lot of people do like they move from from this town and they go to college and then they will be away for a few years some of them probably will come back some of them won't come back you know Mm -hmm. how a lot of the the um I'm gonna say young people quote-unquote that's what a lot of them do, you know, and they come back here and they find jobs and they start jobs or, you know, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. just if it's, you know, don't pressure yourself 
either to feel like that you need to be doing some certain thing and be some certain place because that that might not be the case and then what I'll have moved two three hours away and get down there and realize I hate it you know Mm -hmm. I've tried to like start this whole new life and realize that that's just really not where I wanted to be you know so that's I think it I think it is okay to like move somewhere or try something and realize you hate it because I said this in the past like no opportunity is a mistake even if you don't get the opportunity it was presented to you for a reason and if you do take it and it doesn't work out it was probably for some reason you just don't understand um like I wasn't sure moving up here was the right decision after my high school boyfriend and I broke up because I was like like what like what do I have what do I actually have up here you know Mm-hmm. my boyfriend was not here and now that we're broken up it's like what do I have here but I think you have to the other thing too and this is kind of unrelated to what we're talking about but it's just when you started talking about it it just really like came on my mind is you've got to stop thinking you can determine your future yeah like you as human beings I, I know we're so goal-oriented and future-oriented And there are things you can do that, like, ensure you have, like, a favorable future and, like, you know what those are. Don't kill somebody because then you go to prison. (laughs) Probably not the future you want, you know, but – and that's, like, a facetious example. But it's, like, you cannot determine when you get that dream job. You cannot determine when exactly – you'll get proposed to and exactly how it will be and if you'll ever be married you know it's just like I'm not super future oriented and I don't say that as like a compliment to myself I say that as a I think I have a lot of anxiety and so I like to focus on the moment so I don't have to think about the future I think it's a coping mechanism but I have friends who are so future oriented And all they think about is, well, this time next year, I won't even be in Kansas City. So, like, my focus is when I'm here or when I'm doing this or when I'm in grad school or blah, 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 blah. And there is something to be said for planning your future, like I mentioned, and really doing things that ensure you have a good, strong foundation when you enter into those new seasons. But you cannot predict all the things you're going to do in your future. So learning that balance of just like letting some things go. And I think a big thing for our generation is probably most women our age feel called to get married and have a husband. And like, it's nowhere, nowhere is it, does it say that that's guaranteed for your life. Mm-hmm. Like, Paul said, some of y'all going to be single forever. Get over it. <laughs> he said it exactly like that, too. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the Bible translation, Emily style. No, he literally said in one of his letters, he was like, some of you guys will be single forever. And you must learn to be okay with it. But it's just, it's such a future-oriented society that, mm-hmm. like, learning to place your trust in God for those big, like, dreams that you have and those big future things you have and then just being like okay I'm just gonna keep doing what I can in the season that I'm put into and what's gonna happen is gonna happen to some Mm -hmm. extent I really 
circles about this kind of stuff because I my brain's moving really fast. But <laughs> no, I, like no. I, I think I don't think about the future enough. I think I think this... I think about the future too much. So, <laughs> like, I'll text you all the time and be like, "Oh my goodness!" So, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you need to chill, sister. <laughs> At least I, once I told... a week, I do that to you. <laughs> I don't mind because it, you know, it forces me to think about. Because I've set a deadline for myself. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. March 1st, I need to know what I'm doing next year um, for school. And right now, I'm, like, kind of chilling because I'm like, oh, it's only September. But that's going to fly. The month sneak up on you. I'll be honest. September yeah. really snuck up on me. Last week, I was like, oh, my gosh, my birthday is next week. I know. Um, oh. Well, we got an email for work that was like, no class on Labor Day. I was like, they're sending that out really early. And I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. It's Labor exactly. Day, like, <laughs> next week. But, um, like, I don't think about the future enough, and I think it's a coping mechanism of mine, but I just, you know, as I think about things or as opportunities present themselves, I just kind of take note and kind of, like, meditate on those, but mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my new favorite sayings is, um, I've, you're not the only person I've said this to, I've said it to many people in my life lately, is no matter how hard you wish for a ring on that finger, it is not going to come any faster. <laughs> All the wishing in the world won't get you to where you want to be. It's like learning to love the 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 time and learning to love and the be process. Still where you are, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Granted, I should you know think about the future more and plan my life better because I have not thought about life after college. I'm just <laughs> hanging, but see, and I. We're like opposites in all this because I think about it way too much and then like stress myself out. And so, and that's why I text you at least once a week and go, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, but I'll never get tired of it though. Oh, perfect. I'm never it's always a nice reminder. It. It's a nice reminder for me to like check in with myself. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> How close are we to that deadline, Emily? <laughs> but, well, This was just your weekly reminder to be still and trust that your calling and your anointing is not, is not going to leave you and is not going to be somewhere that you cannot find it. So also, if you think too much about the future, you disassociate from the present, which means you're less likely to remember it. Mm. So if you wonder why you can't remember big old chunks of your like childhood, it's probably because, well, first of all, you're grown. But second of all, you probably weren't like, like, I don't remember middle school because all I could think about was being older. Yeah, I hated middle school. So I think that's why I blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> Another coping mechanism brought to you by uh, 2010s middle schoolers. Uh, Lots of headbands. Oh yeah. No, this is really good. Really good to talk about today. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, do you have any closing, closing words on the topic or? I don't just, Hey, remember what Paul said? Yeah. I wish I knew what verse it was. I just just keep saying it all the time. (laughs) I don't have the facts to back it. But yeah. Think about that on your birthday, Emily. Think about the future in that mindset as you enter your 22nd year, your T-Swift year. 
Man, my T-Swift year. Your T-Swift year. My birthday's in November, so we'll catch back. We'll catch you back then. Um, yeah. And see how my my T-Swift year is beginning. Yes, we will. We will for <laughs> sure. Well, guys, wherever you are, we hope you're having a great day, great evening, and we will catch you next Thursday. See ya.